What's going on guys, Philosopher here, and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. Uh, this episode is going to be more fighting game oriented. It's going to be based on the situation with Big House and their tournament basically being cancelled by Nintendo. We'll get into that conversation, I'll give you the context in just a second. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually given you guys an update in terms of what's going on with me, so I feel like it's, it's good to get into that before we get into the main topic of this podcast. So. Uh, a few things with me is I've still been developing my, my coaching strategy in terms of integrating gaming, games like Minecraft, and uh, other ways of helping people emotionally. Uh, I think it's incredibly helpful, but it's also incredibly like stressful right now. Um, I've been working with a few organizations and developing different strategies, different products for them to be able to use for education and uh, different groups of people. And I've got to say that it's it's incredibly rewarding. However, it's also been incredibly mentally overwhelming. I think to some extent, I've taken the, the burden of responsibility a little bit too hard and got kind of overwhelmed and kind of just with the holidays coming up and everything just shorter, shorter, sorta uh, focused mainly on just being on my family and my own mental health. Uh, I think I just got burnt out from trying to make content, from trying to make products that I've never done before, uh, to keeping up with my own personal development practice, and, and everything just kind of got overwhelmed. And uh, I just really wanted to focus on my own mental health and focus on my family, uh, making sure they're taken care of, making sure I'm present when they're there, uh, making sure I don't use technology as a babysitter for my son and actually am very present with him, making sure I'm hanging out with my wife and being present with her and not just on my phone waiting for each day to go by uh, as we try to wait out this pandemic and wait out this this presidency to put it bluntly uh, i think we're all ready for a little bit of change and uh, for me the whole political system the election everything just sort of drained me i think leading up to the election i sort of just i shut down from social media i uninstalled facebook from my phone again i had reinstalled it just to kind of keep up with the election and stuff like that but it just got to be too much too many arguments too many conversations as you've seen from my last couple of podcasts uh, they've been more social and political based i don't think that's going to stop anytime soon but i do have some passion for talking about fighting games again and so i had an impromptu conversation uh, with my friend to get back into that topic to give a little introduction into that is uh, i did my tournament every monday we do a street fighter tournament uh, on my channel my friend uh, and i guess kind of business partner hosts the Dragon Ball tournaments on his channel, Mega Maxstar. But on my channel afterwards, you know, I had just heard about the Melee situation a couple days prior, and I was like, you know, I want to talk to some Melee players, and there's been a few people in our community that play Melee, but also play other fighting games, so I was like, hey, you want to join me for the conversation after we do our tournament? Just just an impromptu conversation, see how you feel about it. I want to get your take on it, your perspective. I had someone who was more neutral hop into the conversation, uh, so that's been great to be able to talk about a topic and get multiple different perspectives uh, to go back to what's going on with me again for a second i think for me that's been a huge huge frustration right now in in america for me is that i feel like i can't really conversate with people in a large group without it getting destructive uh, i feel like people are utilizing social media in a very unproductive manner and as such whenever we have these differences it just kind of explodes it's like we have these echo chambers i see people talking to each other talking to each other getting these ideas develop them developing their ideas getting more emotionally connected with them and then they go back out into the you know the 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 non-echo chamber of the internet uh and they they share those thoughts and all of a sudden you just have people at each other's throats and all this other kind of stuff um that said you know, I, I try to practice neutrality and understanding multiple viewpoints as much as possible. However, I do think people who, uh, this is the way I see it, is, is people right now in this country who are kind of being the no maskers, uh, to me, they feel like the flat earther has gone wrong. And I don't say that to be disrespectful. And I am completely open to the idea that, you know, maybe masks don't make a huge difference. Uh, but right now I'm under the assumption that it does because it has in the past with other issues that uh, scientists besides just mainstream media have talked about it working. Uh, so until 
that news comes out otherwise from reputable sources, I'm going to believe masks are the best way to go. And as such, I feel like people who are denying the existence of COVID, denying the usefulness of masks, uh, they feel like what happens when you let an, a, a flat earther run wild, right? And, and share these ideas. And it's made me really, really think about the concept of censorship and free speech. And I don't like the direction that we're going in. Um, but I've been incredibly curious about how we're going to be able to maintain having free speech when something like this has happened. Uh, it, it's incredibly concerning to me. It's a topic that I hope to talk about more so in the future. Uh, but right now, <laughs> that's not the main topic. I just want to let you know what's been on my mind lately because I've definitely been overwhelmed. I've been trying to meditate and think and plan a lot more. I kind of just wanted to stop doing things for a while i wanted to just hang out with my family i wanted to just play some video games i wanted to just think about what i really really wanted my life has changed so drastically from when i started my personal development goal and i think sometimes i stop to realize i fail to realize that my priorities have shifted from when i was younger and I think sometimes I fail to acknowledge those priorities and as such I don't adjust my daily habits as such, you know. Uh, right now, there's a higher priority on making sure the house is clean and organized uh, than there used to be in my life. I never really lived with anybody else besides myself. And if I had roommates, I always kept to myself. I cleaned up my messes for the most part, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think you know, cleanliness, organization, those things stress me out now. If the house isn't clean, uh, if the house isn't organized, if I can't, if it takes more than like a minute or two to find where something is at, those things drive me crazy because it's just efficiency. There's so many things I do around the house. My office is at home. I work out at home. Uh, I, I teach my son at home. Um, you know, he's only two right now, but he's already learning numbers and letters and, and addition. Uh, so, I got to make sure I can accommodate those things and also make sure I don't trip in the middle of the night on like a Lego or something because I don't want that to happen to me, you know, especially with the hospitals right now. Um, you know, there's a concern. My wife has a, a heart issue that hasn't, you know, been an issue right now, but obviously there's always a concern of we need to live healthier lives because... Uh, if something happens to us or if we don't take care of ourselves as well as we can, the waiting period for going to the doctor uh, may be a lot longer because of this pandemic we're going through. It's not a normal situation. So if we have a cold, if there's a heart palpitation, who knows if the, uh, the hospital beds are going to be full. So I'm trying to focus more on making sure that we eat healthy, that we think healthy, that we uh, make sure that we're changing the air vents so that we get good airflow in the house. Just anything that I can do to make sure that uh, that minimizes the risk of one of us getting sick outside of just COVID. There's other dangers, you know, um, and not working out, not going outside of the house that often, not getting sunlight and not like fresh air as often as I used to, as often as we used to. Those are things we have to take into consideration. So those are things that I've been in some ways stressing about in other ways trying to figure out how we can get consistent with that. Uh, the last main thing that I think I want to really ramble about before I get into the main topic is consistency has been incredibly hard for me right now. It's been a, a, it's been a challenge to try to make myself be consistent on a daily basis. Uh, my sleep schedule is definitely out of whack. Um, my, my goals and my daily routines are ever-changing because I work from home you know there's certain days that are consistent and I love that and there's other days where it's like I have free time to do certain things what's the most important thing that I can do is it fixing up the house is it you know handling any like medical stuff is it working on your finances trying to figure out and balance all the many things that are going on in my life right now on top of the new challenges of living in this this pandemic where as far as I know in Michigan we're still in lockdown I haven't seen anything saying it was lifted I could be way wrong but nonetheless uh, that's the last thing that I really wanted to ramble about uh, I want to I want to say thank you to all the people who have been supportive who've talked to me who's been on my show, all my friends and family members, uh, and I want to make sure that you know you guys are doing well. So make sure if you if you need help, get it from somebody. During this pandemic, there's been a lot of uh, depression 
and anxiety that has led me to not be as consistent in the habits that I want to do. And as such, it's been frustrating. And I think that frustration just added to my stress. So in trying to get more consistent, I've had to pay close attention to myself, self-reflect, and I'm still on that journey of dealing with my depression as an adult, dealing with the anxiety of living in this pandemic. Um, but I've been talking to people and I've been talking to my wife and friends and uh, other coaches and stuff like that, trying to make sure that I keep my mind healthy, keep it focused on the more important things, making sure that I'm weeding the garden that is my mind. Uh, and as such, I think that you guys definitely should too. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm going to try to respond as fast as I can. Some people have been reaching out and I greatly appreciate it. You know, talking about the challenges and struggles that you're going through. Uh, I'd rather you reach out to me, if not anybody, but you know, you have friends, if you have family, if you have a therapist or a psychologist, uh, just make sure you get help. Uh, also, I'm going to post the, the number to the National Suicide Hotline. Uh, just because I want it to be a resource. You know, I hope no one that I, I hope no one that listens to this is going through this, but if you are, then know that there are resources to get help. And uh, I wanna make sure that I'm a resource as well. Uh, whether that be uh, information or, or my services, whatever it may be, feel free to reach out to me. That said, thank you guys so much as always, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, first off, um, Big House, they do Smash tournaments. They're like one of the biggest Smash tournaments in America, if not the biggest, if I'm not wrong. Uh, they're here. They're actually here in Michigan. Um, at They do their tournament at, is it MSU? Or I, I I think it's U of University U of, of Michigan. It's U of yeah, M. it's U of M. Yep. So U of M, they do that. I'm here talking with a few guys here. I got Ragnarok, and then I have a few other people who are hanging out who might jump in. But nonetheless, this is the story right here. It says that Big House is heartbroken to share we've received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America uh, to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast their event or the event primarily due to the usage of Slippy, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, sadly, all our competitors are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online uh, for Melee, for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. We, we apologize to all those impacted. So that, that was the uh, post that was made not too long ago. Um, this was on the 19th of November um, by the Big House. And this is a big deal because Melee is a 19-year-old game. The game has been, uh, you know, there's no updates for it. It's on the GameCube. There's nothing happening with it. Um, but for whatever reason, because they were using a emulator version of it uh, with a, uh, I guess, a, a version called Slippy, that um, I can't fully explain what, what Slippy is, but it's basically a mod of the, or a version of the game, like a ROM of the game. So long story short, they can't do their online tournament, which... Uh, in my I, mind, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it seems kind of ridiculous, but I'm, cu I'm curious to know from actual Smash players like how you guys feel about it. Could I uh, add something about Slippy? Yeah. So, what uh, from what I've learned, what Slippy is, is basically a mod for Dolphin Emulator, which basically just increases the net play because their net play was not the best. And uh, what they've done is they completely added custom code to increase the uh or decrease the delay by a, a bunch making it feel like you're playing right next to the person mm. so and it has so, like great netcode basically yes it's uh it's pretty high up there and uh you know do you want to explain what dolphin is so i mean the short answer is dolphin is an emulator to let you play gamecube games um but there's also like a net play attachment that i know they used to have but i don't know how good slippy is compared to that uh it's it's pretty bad mm. <laughs> to be honest with you it's it's I, I don't know what's the best to like compare it to but it's basically like you'll hit somebody and it'll take like at least two minutes to register kind of thing it was pretty bad that's un that's unfortunate yeah so i mean when you guys read that initially i don't know if you guys were planning on participating but how did you guys feel about this um it just 
to me, it kind of hurt because I loved watching that. That was one of the ones that I loved watching because it's so close to home kind of thing. And um, I just, I felt like it's kind of a power thing because of it's all online now and we can't really do anything in person or we can't really, you know, go to people's houses or anything like that. And so this was like the only thing closest we could get to watching the tournament and already having a bad year and having a whole bunch of other ones cancel. Uh, this was a little bit of late of hope that we could watch something, uh, let alone a smash tournament and see you know, how new players that can't, you know, come out to those events play and, you know, see a new scene possibly uh, come up from newer players. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It, I, I think it's pretty ridiculous. Like, I know Smash Ultimate also got banned, so I'm open to knowing more about what happened. But at the same time, I do think that it's an incredibly dumb choice from Nintendo. Uh, so I always try to be very unbiased i try not to pick a side even though like i might be biased one way or the other i try Mm -hmm. to look at things objectively i've worked for corporations i have a a degree in game design so i know there's always some nuance to stuff that like maybe we don't understand like the whole twitch issue is a a good example of that that i'll talk about today but with this it's like melee is is a, a 20 year old game even if you stopped even if you did the cease and assist for Smash Ultimate, because it's, it's still a currently like updated game for whatever reason you want to do that, which I disagree with. Uh, Melee has been like it doesn't make sense. There's been like Street Fighter, um, a lot of Street Fighter tournaments, Marvel tournaments using uh, Mame or um, Fightcade, Fightcade mm-hmm. uh, like yep. arcade emulators or, or fighting game emulators and stuff. And so for Nintendo to do this, I, I have to agree. Like they they did the same thing in 2016. I know. Um, Maximilian talks about this too, and I remember this because I was working in game development during this time where they were stopping like YouTubers from making content, and then they brought out their own like content creation platform where it's like, hey, I get a cut, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I haven't owned a Nintendo console since the Wii. Uh, I don't really like how they handle a lot of their their business. They they intentionally create demand for things that don't necessarily need demand. Um, I, I I like some of the games, but I just personally don't respect nintendo enough anymore as a as a producer as a uh a seller of products because it, they've shown time and time again that they don't care as much about the pl- the, the players as they perceive to or they have some weird sense of pride or something where it's like you're going to shut down a 20 year old game tournament that's online during a pandemic where we don't have anything else to look forward to that just seems incredibly disrespectful from my point of view and like yeah i'm not mad because i'm not a melee player but it just it doesn't make sense with going back to uh the ultimate thing i don't know why they got rid of that personally i think it's because of they're doing their own online tournaments and Mm -hmm. i don't know why this would affect them in any way you know sort of way because of i I see what they were talking about for their thing. I or for melee, I didn't agree with it, but that one had a reason. For the ultimate, they haven't really put anything out there other than they just don't want it. And this isn't the first time it's happened before. Uh, I can't, I can't pull it out right now, but I believe I read something that two years ago, it was like two or three years ago, they tried closing down Evo uh, just because they basically didn't want it. And it was kind of like this situation, but it was online, so they couldn't do much about it. And so everybody fought back, and they were allowed to play Melee. But mm-hmm. basically, they didn't. They tried to send out a cease and desist to them, and they basically said no. And so how that got passed. But it, this isn't the first time they've tried doing this. Yeah. And another thing that I've also read about is it's a 20-year-old game that they're not making money off of anymore. And so it shouldn't be a big problem to them. And plus, the company that's doing this, which is a uh, big, you know, Big House Nine, they they aren't making any money for this because all the entries are going to charity, and a lot of sponsors are coming in too. So it's all a good fund for charity. Like they're not making any profit off of this; they're just going to be hosting the tournament live and stuff like that. And so, I don't see how um, Nintendo can bring this to the business side of you know, money profiting and everything like that when it's all being made for charity. Yeah, that's a bad look for Nintendo right now. Not only are you stopping a really fun event during a pandemic, you're also stopping an event that could bring in money for charity. Like, I... I So, to play devil's advocate, 
one of the reasons and I'll try my best to explain this but I don't I'm not good with legal jargon uh, but with emulators and ROMs it's there's some technical like illegal like you have to actually have a copy of the game in order for you to have a ROM legally like if you're distributing or you're like playing um, and sharing uh, like ROMs and emulators of games that you don't actually own there's some actions that be that can be taken against you by the manufacturers and so you could argue that one you're encouraging people to download a game that they don't actually have because it's a tournament that they can like you know supposedly win money but they're not they're not actually winning money nintendo is like really bad about gambling so they don't normally do prize pools for their, their tournaments uh, at least they used to not not do that but also like they probably didn't do the research on that and didn't even know because i didn't know that um but I'm trying not to get like too heated about this because this is like making me mad thinking about it. But like, um, with with modifying the game, you could say you could make an argument that hey, you're taking a game that you don't even own and you're modifying it to do something with it. And so that's like the legal argument that they can make towards it. Now morally, I don't think they really have much footing to stand on, but they could hide behind the lawyers and, lawyers and say hey, we're in the right here. Um, and I, but I think someone said this really well, and I'm going to murder the quote, um, but they were talking about how it was a politician talking about how uh, the legal system shouldn't be our like isn't really our moral alignment. Like people can game the, the legal system and it isn't always moral what they're doing, but it is within the rules of the law. Um, but basically, the long story short is like there are people who hide behind the law to appear to be you know moral when in fact they really really aren't and it's it's really a shame that nintendo keeps doing stuff like this especially at a time where we just need stuff to do to, to remain happy entertained hopeful yeah and i've seen a lot of people <laughs> making memes about you know nintendo making good games but they're not making good business decisions and yeah uh going back to what you said about the gambling thing with their tournaments i don't know if that's because i know gambling's kind of banned over in japan uh and so you know they alternate but i don't know if it's because you know headquarters from over there was like hey you know uh, nintendo america like don't let this happen because of possible you know gambling and stuff like that but there's no reason there or no no correlation Mm -hmm. and um i do agree with what you said about the morals thing i don't know why they thought that this would be a good thing this isn't this does not look good at all for them uh business wise this to be honest i've seen a lot of things like boycott uh nintendo or stuff like that and there's also been other problems with not just melee but uh as of recently there was a big thing that happened with what was it called uh with the new uh hyrule warriors that just came out yeah and people over in Europe got it before some people over here in America. And so they wanted to stream it. And basically they got 48 or no, I think it was a 72 hour ban from Twitch through Nintendo. Cause they were streaming it early, which, you know, they're, they're allowed they to, that was their release date. Yeah. They bought it retail. That's nuts. And on top of that, um, there's been a big problem over there with D, uh, DMCAs on Twitch. And so every little, I think it's, Every VOD of it's either Melee or Ultimate, I can't remember which one, is being DMCA'd by uh, Nintendo right now off of Twitch, uh, taking a lot of, like, you know, views for uh, Twitch channels and taking all of those, like, memories and stuff like that. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of stuff like... I didn't hear about this specifically about Smash, but I just heard, like, lots of hours and hours of footage just getting deleted. I'm kind of yeah. curious about like my old job actually because I've done several Smash tournaments on uh, <laughs> on the Twitch account for my job, for my old job. So I'm curious to know like I probably still have the login information honestly. But anyways, <laughs> that's oh, man, that's not no, that's not completely Nintendo's fault. But I'm sure they are capitalizing on that. Uh, I, I I have to imagine. Um, where yeah, it's not Twitch's fault. I should say. Like, yeah, Twitch is kind of getting. Uh, the shaft right now unfortunately but yeah. they're looking like the bad guys because a lot of people don't really know about like licensing and stuff like that so mm-hmm. they they, so, they kind of played themselves with that one if i may yeah. interject uh, yeah, just a little bit um so my background is i actually have been to law school so when you're talking about um them hiding behind their legal standards and 
using an emulator. So most of these tournaments that you see, they you have to bring either they have an official copy or you bring your own copies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like say Street Fighter for example, they use their own online uh, you know, way of doing things. When you're running something, I know it's old game and and I do get that. But the way they see it and it is technically in their rights to do so is mm-hmm. that there is an undistributed or unknown copy of the game going around that they don't have any direct control of. So it, it, it comes down, yes, it's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, copyright laws and um, mm-hmm. intellectual property laws. Yeah, IPs. Yeah, and so what they're doing is I don't know fully what's happening here, but any emulator is generically viewed as negative as far as like a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's it's garbage that they are doing it where they're saying, yeah, this is because it's an emulator. They're pretty much saying that we didn't make any money off of these games. Like you, you can't play this tournament, even though all the money being raised is going to charity we still want our cut, you know, we still want our royalties from the game title. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I guess it's like, the cease and desist is more like saying, hey, this is our copyrighted material and you want to make money off of our copyrighted material, but you didn't pay us for that copyrighted material. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, is like, I, you explained it a lot better than I ever could, but um, that's they're technically within their rights to do what they're yeah. doing, you know? Like, they're not doing anything legally wrong. Right. You know, and, and it's... And there are... And that's that's why I like playing Devil's Advocate, because it's important to understand why they're within their rights and how that works, because, like, again, a lot of people don't understand copyright stuff. And right. I think even though, like, I, I do agree that people... I, I have downloaded games, you know... Hopefully I don't get in trouble. For this. But I, I've downloaded ROMs and games that I don't always own. A lot of times, right. like there are games that I actually own. I just want to play the digital version of it. But uh, I get that there are people who pirate games. That's like basically what's well, happening. That plus streaming a tournament with pirated games. So there's like a lot of perception I think that might right. be involved. And and so any so if they make any money outside of that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it takes money to to run it. It takes money to do all this stuff. Unless it's just straight up coming out of pocket, you know, they're saying. Where is ours, right? Mm-hmm. And and while it may be crappy the way they're doing it, it's like, well, you're using our money or our property to make money and generate revenue for whatever the purpose may be. Yeah. But you're not paying us to do that. You're you're using something that belongs to us without our permission, and that's probably why they came back with. It doesn't matter if nobody truly makes money off of it. You're generating revenue, whether it be through commercials, whether it be through donations and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they didn't see any of that because it is a ROM hack. It is a, you know, second hand. Some other thought I want to put into here that's that's also possible is um, Japan has a different culture than us. And uh, they take yeah. pride. They they perceive pride differently from us. I think that's something that we can say without it being offensive. Um, and I think part of this could be a perception thing. I don't exactly know how that perception could be for the from their point of view. But uh, if you take an old game and you give it something that the actual developers weren't able to ever do, and give it like really good netcode, or, or maybe like showing mods or anything like that, it's like maybe they don't want their game viewed in a certain light. And we already know Sakurai didn't like this game as a competitive game, so there, there's already some motivation for trying to shut this sort of stuff down. Uh, so I, I think it, it might not be that, I, but I do want to put in there that I've seen companies do weird things because it's more about perception or pride or even just like control and less so about just making money in itself, but also again, still hiding behind that because it's like, hey, I'm in my right to get my cut or give you a cease and assist. So the motivation could have been more of a, like an emotional or, or prideful reaction. Um, I'm not saying that that necessarily is what's happening here, but I've seen them do, I've seen Nintendo specifically do stuff like this in the past where it's like, there is no chance of you even making money, so why not just let it happen? Uh, you know, and it's like, 
th these games aren't retailing anywhere, so it's not like we can even buy copies of the game to give to you. Uh, and then on the other part of that is that there's an actual, um, from what I understand, because I, when I first started working in esports, I reached out to Big House and some of the people that ran, ran it, and I asked them, like, how do I do a Smash Brothers tournament on the up and up? And so they were one of the first ones to tell me that you would need to go to the N Nintendo website and actually apply for a tournament. So more than likely, these guys actually applied for a tournament, got accepted, and then got rejected after they got accepted. I'm not positive, but more than likely, Big House is so big that they, they couldn't do a Smash Bros. tournament under the radar. They'd have to go to this website. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not like it's, it's something not Nintendo. It's like a weird website, like a corporate website where you apply and like you can get sponsorships and like um, there's different levels of it. Like how much money do you plan on making from this tournament? How much like so all this information was given should have been given to Nintendo when they applied to like get the license to do the tournament. Um, so that's something that's also incredibly concerning to me because I'm pretty sure that Big House applied for the license. So either they applied and got revoked, or more likely they applied, got accepted, and now they're getting a cease and assist because maybe Nintendo found out more information that they didn't like. So that's even more messed up. And I'm fairly certain that's the way it went. I mean, maybe I can reach out to the people that ran the tournament and get more info if they're willing to. But um, that's, that's also something I just thought about from what you were saying is that, that they, they probably applied. So well, if they oh. applied, you know, you, you got to also ask this important question. Did they actually tell them that they were using the ROM hack? Or, I, I, I'm sorry, That's I call question. it a ROM hack. But did they, did they, were they up and honest about what mm -hmm. they were using? Or did they just say, oh, yeah, we want to host this, this game? And they're like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. But when they came back, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not actually using yeah. our copies that we sold you. Yeah. You're, you're, because what you could essentially say is you're about to make all this profit, whether it's for you, whether it's for, you know, charity or whatever, you're about to make and generate revenue off of this game. And we don't even have a verified copy of the game from anybody, you know, mm -hmm. because you may have been the original person to own the game and it may be your version that you're running as far as like the ROM for it, but they can't verify that. And they may mm. not have fully disclosed that. That's a very good point. That's going to be my last thing. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, go yeah. ahead and hop out. I appreciate that. I, no, that's a good point. Yeah. I appreciate the uh, the opposite point of view, especially the legal expertise. I'm going to have to hit you up again for legal <laughs> advice. <laughs> get you as my lawyer. O only only one year. No, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, Ragnarok? Um, I was going to say, uh, talking about what players said earlier is uh, they've actually taken emulation to court and it's been proven, I think at least three times by now, I have to look into it that uh, it's emulation is legal, but the distribution of the copies aren't, yes. which makes, it makes complete under, uh, you know, it's kind of productive. Yeah. But on top of that, uh, they're not distributing this copy anymore. So it's really hard for people like, you know, any of the pro players or anything like that to be able to, you know, go to this tournament with, you know, a GameCube if COVID's a thing right now. Yeah. So the the best we can do is get an ISO. And I was watching this video and it's like the amount of copies sold to the amount of ISOs is like super it's not a super big difference, but it's it, they've made more money off of it than they have in the past over or after it was sold when it became competitively. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like they're losing money here. And if they were to redistribute it, then people would be fine with that. It's the point that they haven't redistributed it and they can't really do anything about that. And if they want to run a tournament, this is the only way. Uh, if you know, if somehow Nintendo were to redistribute it and still go through Slippy in a way, I feel like that would be a really good alternative instead of it cease and desisting a whole bunch of people. But there was, you know, how uh, Mario All-Stars that just came out, people were really upset about that because of they were just basic ports of emulation emulated ones already just put on the switch with a little bit better graphics and people were really upset about that when they were wanting completely revamped new everything yeah and so that's what people were wondering if they were going to do melee if they're just going to do the same thing just as a quick money grab mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, it's. I'm trying to like play this out in my head and think about it because on one side you have like they're legally within their right to do everything they're doing. They're not doing anything legally wrong. Um, and I'm trying to think about like morally or or just on principle, you know, if if they're in their right and how this could have like how could it have played out better is what I'm trying to think of, uh, mm-hmm. think of in my head. And it's just like. On one side, I have to acknowledge that melee players, or you know, a lot of gamers in general, are very entitled to something that isn't theirs. Uh, I have to agree with with uh, PC player one, or, or uh, I know him as Dane, that you know the, the the IP isn't theirs, so they aren't entitled to do this. So they they set up something that they weren't entitled to actually do, to some extent. Um, and then there also is the emulation stuff, so it's, it gets kind of confusing. But uh, I, I feel like this was a missed opportunity for Nintendo to embrace a culture that has been fiercely dedicated to a Nintendo game that is way old and would yeah. probably be willing to spend spend money if the game came back out in some form or fashion, especially if the community was involved. So, like, the scenario yeah. I see playing in my head is, like, making a Melee game, like, making a PC version of Melee, which I, I know would never happen, but we're going to just go on a journey together yeah. you know either on the switch or on pc and switch cross-platform right you know that's just like the that's like the the holy grail that's of the dream right there that's the dream um, but they would make remake melee but make it a competitive edition where they have like top players come through and be like hey like you're, I, I can't explain the technical stuff but i know that when you port over a game like melee that was traditionally played on a, a crt tv uh yeah. There's going to be some like latency issues and stuff, so you need some good players who have an eye for that kind of stuff. Like, get the actual competitive community involved. Be like, hey, make sure this game runs properly. Test it before we put it out there and let us know. Make it together. Re-put out the game on Switch on because Switch is online. You could do a Switch yeah. tournament, right? Um, yeah. But instead, you know, this is this is the outcome that we have. So rather than like building a game, and obviously you're not going to make a ton of money, but if you just do digital download only, since you don't want to encourage. Uh, you know, infection from COVID-19 right now. It's like, hey, we're doing a digital download uh, special competitive edition where it's like, here's Melee, here's all these features that are like specific for like competitive players or something like that, right? I mean, you could have casual stuff in there too and just re-bring it back out. People would play Melee, uh, mainly hardcore players, but, you know, that's like a situation I see playing out a lot better than just like what's happening right now. Yeah, and kind of going back to what players said about the money thing, I understand that there's going to be some profit made. There's some revenue made from this, but it's all going to be from sponsors and it's going to go right to the charity. It's not like it's going to the, the creators of a uh, slippy or anything like that Yeah. or big house nine. Uh, it's going all to the charity. So they're not making any money off this. This is all yeah. coming out of their pocket. This was an opportunity so, for Nintendo to make money though. Exactly. And, not um, melee, but off of the event itself, like match, yeah. match the prize money or, or match the donation. And like, you get all these eyes on you and you look very charitable and they didn't even, they, did, they just didn't go the smart route in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and as you said, like if, uh, if they were to put melee on the switch, I feel like if they were to, for example, contact slippy people, slippy would be more than welcoming to like creating their net play because of, Nintendo's not bad for net play, especially with Ultimate. It's gotten a lot better, but it's not as great as it can be. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, like if you were to play Slippy right now on the computer, it's like like I said, you're sitting right next to the person. But uh, if you play Ultimate, you might have a delay here and there. And so it's it's you know on and off, hit or miss with uh, Ultimate. Yeah. But I feel like if Melee was to get ported over to the Switch, I feel like there could be a really big uh, a big change in online competitive play for if they invited slippy to possibly revamp their network their net play yeah i i think it's an incredibly big missed opportunity where if they i don't know what their logic is because maybe it's just like really hard to port this game over for some weird reason um it just seems like they just don't want to support it in any form or fashion but i i really feel like if they just re-released it um and actually just supported the competitive scene more like i know it's not a huge chunk of nintendo's like money right we're, we're like a a, a a dime in the bucket a drop in the dime something like that no i don't know with uh with ultimate people were you know suspecting that this was going to be the next big competitive game for uh the you know the smash scene and I, I mean like in terms of how much money nintendo's making overall off of like other casual and just like nintendo fans oh. versus just like people who buy it specifically to compete you know oh yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah. um I think a good majority of this recent recent game was pretty much 
a lot of it was competitive because a lot of people were told that this is going to be like the new melee or something like that. Hmm. And which I mean, it's not, it's not exactly like melee, but it kind of plays like melee in a way. And so it was a, I, I would say a good portion of it was competitive players. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing stuff like kicking, like taking away Big House Nine, for example, uh, with the melee, that one had a reason, but the ultimate didn't really. And so that one kind of was just like, you know, completely hurt a bunch of competitive players for ultimate because of all they were going to do was just use their system and use their copies that are completely legal yeah. to play in that tournament. And so I don't know what they were gaining out of this one, but it's just, it, it's really looking bad on their end, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I think this was an incredibly huge missed opportunity for Nintendo, but uh, I think if you look close enough, they've been doing this for a long time. I've, I've watched Nintendo closely because, uh, one, when I worked in game development, there was a time where I was working on a Smash clone, and so I, like, followed Smash very closely, even though, like, I've always loved Smash. I just never wanted to compete in it. And, like, I, I just see Nintendo doing a lot of things that, like, they, they could get involved in, in certain things, but, like, Ed Boon, I think, is a good example um, who tries to do things and support the competitive scene as much as possible. Um, he doesn't always get it right, but he's at least trying. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even Nintendo and Tekken, but you don't really, you don't really see someone uh, that I know of. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see like a, a representative coming to Smash tournaments to like do announcements or, or things of that nature. I don't, I don't tend to see too much of that. I think maybe Evo is the only one that I really ever see any announcements or or like support from the developers. Yeah, and going back to the statement about uh, or what you just said. I think the only thing I've seen uh, from Nintendo-wise for the competitive scene was possibly their one event that they had. I can't remember. It was a hosted Smash tournament during, I think, when Smash 4 just came out. And it, it didn't really appeal to the competitive scene because that they were following the, you know, quote-unquote rules of uh, competitive Smash of no items and, like, sm- uh, stocks and everything like that. And so not a lot of people caught recognition of that mm-hmm. and so i don't i don't understand uh personally why nintendo hates the competitive scene which it really i it, i would say that melee wouldn't be as popular this day if it wasn't for the competitive scene and i don't know why they neglect it so much because i understand that they try to make it a party game but it became a competitive scene so why not embrace it and possibly, like I said, remaster it or even give funding to this stuff to allow this to be a thing because it would just show that you love your old games and you're not trying to push it away as a neglected like child, for example, or something like that. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at Yeah, it's I don't know why it's like the, the un the unwanted like the red creation of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's really weird. I know Sakurai was really against it being competitive, and I know I know they want to push the whole family front, family fun, front. Uh, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with healthy competition as well. So I don't know if they just want to disassociate with the competitive scene. Like maybe they've seen too many bad stereotypes and they're like, nah, they're all stinky boys or something. I don't yeah. know what they're thinking in their head. Like, uh, but it's just I don't. I this is the issue I have with a lot of corporations. It's like I I don't inherently hate big corporations. Um, mm-hmm. because I've worked for several. I know there's actual good people that have good morals at the very top. It's just it gets lost translation the further down in the, the ladder you go. Uh, you hire one bad person, one bad manager changes the whole culture under them. Even if the CEO is an actual good person, you may never know that. But when I see an actual whole company just making these decisions, um, you know, I worked at GameStop for six years, so I, I know how they sell their items. I know how they intentionally will lower the number of objects they get to create a high demand. So like their, their shit always sells out and they do that on purpose. They always release it around Nintendo time or uh, Christmas time um, mm-hmm. because they want to create this demand where like you buy all of them and it's gone. And I don't, I'm not saying it's not, it's smart because you only make so many. It's actually very efficient. You, you make, you sell what you make. And as long as you like make enough to hit your projections, who cares? You know, like why sell more? You know, these people are going to, are going to want it anyway. Right. Um, but they know that they're creating a demand. They know that there's people who could be getting it right now, but they don't. They don't go that route. Um, yeah. There might be some good reasons for that, like you know, they don't have to work during the holiday time or something like that. They're not worrying about production and stuff like that. There could be some good that happens as well. So I'm not. I I, I never want to just make an argument one way without 
at least introducing one contradictory argument to my own argument, right? Because uh, I just I, I prefer to debate. But either way, I I doubt that is the case personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible, but I think they just they will like doing certain things their way, and mm-hmm. they're going to do it their way. And um, I'm a big fan of boycotting. I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, but I am a big fan <laughs> of boycotting. If you don't like something, yeah. don't buy it. Don't spend money mm-hmm. on it. Um, and unfortunately, I think we're in a situation where it's like a lot of Smash players, a lot of melee players have Stockholm syndrome because they're being abused by this company <laughs> that like they just, <laughs> that they just can't quit. They can't quit melee, and I'm not saying they should quit melee, but it's just like they're getting dunked on right now, and it's just not cool. It's really unfortunate. Going kind of back to what you said about how they're trying to stay family friendly, mm-hmm. I understand that you know that's their company and everything like that, but it's a 20 year old game. It's attracting an older audience. Uh, yes, it might have you know the few younger players here and there, but the majority is you know older. I would say closer to 20 year old people that are playing this game and i don't know how this would really affect their family friendly if they basically were to like fund it or something like that i mean Mm. it's not like they have to advertise or anything it's just that at least give some support to it because as you said uh some melee players have like a stockholm syndrome with this game (laughs) and i feel like that's completely true because if they put a lot of support into this company and they're not getting anything out of it, they've been pushed away for a long time now and they still support this company. But by doing this, they have lost one of the biggest support like beams that they have for their company in general, because these melee players are also the ones that grew up with like all the Mario's and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if most of those players are still people buying a lot of the new games like the new marios or the new uh any other game oh yeah a lot of see and that's the thing is that this gets really weird because a lot of competitive smash players are just nintendo fans right they they don't just play smash they play zelda they play mario they play all the other games out there monster hunter like final fantasy if that's on there Mm -hmm. uh they're not just dunking on the competitive community they're dunking on other nintendo players and uh nintendo like they're going to talk to their friends like i don't play smash i I mean i don't play melee or anything like that but just seeing this post makes me mad and makes me not want to support nintendo already more than i'm not supporting them i haven't bought a nintendo product since the wii right i didn't buy the wii u i didn't buy the switch um i just i one i don't have enough motivation to buy it to justify buying it <laughs> yeah. Two, I just don't like the way I I believe in boycotting. I don't buy from people I don't like mm-hmm. uh, because they do shady things. So I mean, that's I guess if there was an ending to the story is uh don't don't support somebody that is abusive to you. Uh, melee is a great <laughs> game. I'm not saying quit melee, but um I would you know uh if I had to inject, interject my opinion is stop supporting Nintendo until they learn their lesson. Hopefully exactly. they change their mind, but you you can't expect change if you're encouraging bad behavior. Uh, exactly so don't encourage their bad behavior by buying other nintendo games that aren't smash bros or anything like that stop stop buying those games as much as it hurts Um, yeah so i don't know that's 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 my thought on it you know i'd love to know what people who listen to this think about the situation how you feel about it and and what you you know if you think nintendo is in the right or in the wrong you know i'd love to know what what you think what you guys think about that one any finishing thoughts for you ragnarok um I just want to say if they're going to do things and bring back like old, like how they do their NES and their Super NES on the Switch and everything like that, they're still supporting those old games and they obviously want to resell them. I just don't understand why this one can't get, you know, the same love as the other ones because of, like I said, they would make another million trillion dollars from this thing. It, It would be a big thing if they were to remaster it. But I just feel like it's a scene that's neglected and it shouldn't be neglected because of there's still I I wouldn't be surprised if like the Tekken scene from like Tekken 3 are still loved by the creators because they're just still showing their support for a game that has made, you know, a big impact to the competitive scene for them. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, I think that's well said. The only thing I'd add on to that is that I think it's beyond being neglected. They're not like. I think they would do well. The melee community would do well if they were just left alone. Um, but they're not only being neglected; they're actually being like trounced on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we're, we're we made our own mod for the game. We're not we're not asking you to do it online. We've created this stuff for ourselves. We we did everything. 
We're just asking that you leave us be and let us enjoy this game that you guys made. So it's like, it's it, yeah, I, I they are neglected, but they also are like just being abused as well. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, I feel like it, it's just it's a love hate relationship with the community, and right now it's in the hate, you know, really big hate uh, <laughs> yeah. from the community, and I, I just don't think it's fair morally. Uh, as I said, the one game that brought them a lot of fame and a lot of popularity uh from a completely different scene from what they were you know shooting for is a big thing there's a big like uh how do i say it? it's a big like sign that you make good games and it's not for what you're looking for like you know family and friends and this means that you have a lot of variety to work with and if you have that variety you might as well love it all Especially if it's from a like I said a completely different scene than you're looking for, that's just more money for you and that's more support to you know make it further in your business. I agree. Um, with that, I will end this week's episode. Uh, I I'm I'm really it's it's an exciting episode to talk about, but it's it's mm-hmm. not a fun episode to talk about because I mean it's it's just not cool. It's unfortunate, but nonetheless, uh, we will be here <laughs> wanting to know your opinion i love to know any interaction whether it's on twitter uh, i'll have my social media stuff in the links and then if you want to share uh, any social media stuff ragnarok i can post that in the show notes as um well. it just i guess uh just drop my discord or whatever i, I whatever works um i just want to say thank you for having me it was fun yeah i appreciate you podcast. talking to me uh same with uh Pete, you guys know him as pc player one i know him as a dane uh, he and he also shared a little bit of his wisdom with us as well so thank you to him uh that said i'm gonna get out of here thank you guys so much thank you to my guests as well for joining me and i will see well, you well thank you again thank you again in the next one all right guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast it has been uh, a fun one you know, having a more impromptu conversation, I, I liked it a lot. Shouts out to Ragnarok and Zidane for hopping on there. Uh, I'll put some of their social links if they are open to it in the description or in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Look forward to more content from me. Make sure you guys subscribe so that you can get notified when I do upload. Hit that bell notification. Uh, If there is one, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you do that. Uh, I do upload kind of sporadically right now just because of the lifestyle that we're living. However, I'm trying to make sure that I improve my content. I'm also uh, diversifying the topics that I talk about. So thank you guys so much. Stay tuned for more content. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.